Okay, so let's do Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is um, uh, the MCU's first uh, Asian-led adventure. Obviously, there's been you know many Asian figures in the MCU dramas, but this is a kind of you know Marvel origin story. Uh, similarly, is Sean originally Sean, or we meet him as Sean, working as a parking valet in San Francisco. His best friend is Katie, uh, played by Aquafina, who is kind of slightly wilder. So at the beginning of the film. Somebody rocks up in a sports car that is then meant to be parked. She takes it on a joyride, much like that scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And we also see them catching up with friends who think that they're wasting their lives because they're both, you know, smart and educated, and yet they're working as parking valets. But as they say, this is this is what they want to do. And then they go to a karaoke. They say, we could go home, or they could go to a karaoke club. So this is kind of the life they're leading. Then a group of assassins turn up trying to take Sean's pendant, which leads to an almighty fight on a bus, which this is a strange intersection with nobody. Um, if you saw it, everybody thinks that Sean is a nobody. And then he gets into this punch up on a bus and suddenly his true self is revealed, which completely coincidentally chimes very nicely with that scene from nobody in which everybody thinks Bob Odenkirk is a nobody until he gets onto a fight in a bus and suddenly his true self is revealed. Next thing, the two of them are on their way to reunite with his father, who is the keeper of the Ten Rings, with Kate in tow. Anyway, here is a clip from them on the way to begin this new adventure. I should also probably mention that my name's not technically Sean. What? What is it? It's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang. Shan. Shang. Shan. S-H-A-N-G. Shang. Shang? Yeah. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't... I wonder, yeah. how, I wonder how your father found okay, you. I was 15 years old, all right? What is what is your name change logic? You go into hiding okay. and your name is Michael, you go on change it to Michael. That's, that's not what happened. It's, you, it's like, hi, my name's Gina. I'm going to go into hiding. My new name's Gina. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, you can hear me. So Kevin Feige describes this as being the story of a young man who realises that his father is essentially one of the world's greatest criminals, which actually, weirdly enough, put me in mind of me casting our mind back to Artemis Fowl. But this, so this is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who made Short Term 12 and The Glass Castle and Just Mercy, all of which are very low-key character-driven pieces. In fact, I remember saying... Although Short Term 12 is a very, very acclaimed indie film. I remember saying when I was reviewing Just Mercy that the reason it would probably get overlooked at awards season is because of how low-key it was, because it didn't have any great big declarative moments, which is actually one of the things I, I really loved about it. And of course, Short Term 12 was a breakthrough role for Brie Larson, who herself is you know, in the Marvel Universe. So that's a nice kind of tie-up. So the cast includes Tony Leung, Michelle Yeoh, both cinema royalty in their own right. There is also a performance by, and I, I don't know how much anybody knows or doesn't know, so there is also a performance by a British actor playing an actor. I won't say anything, but I didn't know they were in the, they were in the film, um, but, but they are. And I, I just don't, I, I never know how much you should ever reveal about any Marvel movie beforehand. So the question with all these films is always how much, if you get an indie, you know, it's like a, a, somebody who's, who comes from an indie background directing one of these movies, how much in the wrestling match between them and the franchise does the director win and how much does the franchise win? So, I mean, if you look at, for example, you know, Kong Skull Island, I thought there was more Jordan Vogt Roberts in that film 
than anyone had a right to expect. And I think if you're looking at something like Black Widow, the bits of Black Widow that I liked the best were the character bits that you felt, okay, well, that kind of ties in with Kate Shortland's previous work. This does have a very impressive cast, all of whom it's great to see starring in a big FX blockbuster. More importantly, it has some really good fight sequences. I mean, there's a lot of the kind of, you know, superhero fight world that I'm just not very interested in because it is smashy, crashy effects. And a friend of mine who's a martial arts fan said immediately after the screening, because he hadn't seen the film yet, he said, just tell me, is the martial arts fighting any good? And the answer is, yes, it is. The fight coordinator is Andy Cheng. Supervising stunt coordinator is Brad Allen, to whom the film is dedicated. And that fight on the bus that I mentioned before is nerve-rattling stuff. And it is very balletic. It reminded me of Dragon the Bruce Lee story in which you know, the, the the fight sequences turn into dance sequences and that kind of happens here as well. I'm it's 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 a lot I mean later on in the film it becomes more visual effectsy, more smashy crashy, but certainly in that first movement of the film there are a couple of fight sequences that are that are really well done because they feel physical, because they feel choreographed, because they feel like they're from from a different genre. That said, I I struggle to think that if I saw it not knowing who the director was, that I would come out knowing who the director was because, you know, other than to say that it's a film made by a director who likes the characters. And actually, I think that's one of the things that underwrites all of Cretton's work is that he, he has a real empathy for his characters. And I think that is true of this. Some of the human work, some of the kind of, you know, the stuff about the amazing fantastical world stuff will happen and then somebody will make a wise crack that's very down to earth and some of that works some of it doesn't quite and it's certainly true that the first half of the film is better than the second half of the film although even when you get into the second half some of the designs some of the fantastical designs are are very eye-catching but overall i you know i i liked it much more than i was expecting um not least because it has that physicality i mean it has characters who I said as I said are sort of you know played and directed as if we actually care who the characters are and the fight sequences feel much more physical than a lot of the other stuff uh, in this genre so a a, a very pleasant surprise and you know and I hope it manages to find an audience it's in cinemas now